We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, left. Notre Dame, 45 to 38. That's the win they got over South Carolina. We heard from Marcus Freeman and his comments after the game. Yesterday, we did a full show on what we learned from the CFB playoffs and how that connects to Notre Dame. We did it on a broad scale. Today, we're going to talk about and point out an LL Nation. Feel free to give your thoughts on this because we're going to point out the things that exist within the program that we feel like are already championship pieces. What championship pieces do, does Notre Dame already have in place? What championship pieces does Notre Dame already have in place? This should be fun. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. I think we should start with your boy, TB12, man, who has some very interesting comments after the Gator Bowl. I would say, man, the Gator Bowl was some of the best questions asked that I've seen in some post games, just watching all of the players, watching both coaches, even with Shane Beamer. Some great questions. I thought he copped the plea too many times. Oh, man, about, Shane Beamer was out there just wilding out, huh? Man, he was just copping too many you pleas. Know, complaining. Right? You know, we send off interviews like you ain't coming back. <laughs> we didn't have this guy. We didn't have that guy. We only have one tight end. He got hurt in the third quarter. It's like, come on, man. Like nobody is tuning in to hear you do all of that. No. No. They want you, they want to hear you give credit to Notre Dame that played better. Absolutely. <laughs> Show some love to Marcus Freeman. All yeah. right, you know. <laughs> so remember I asked you how beneficial was it going to be for Tyler Buckner coming back that the atmosphere won't be a problem. Because there's nothing bigger than Notre Dame, Ohio State, week one on the road, right? And left, you told me, I don't care where he's played, he's going to have this. And Tyler Buckner talked about that, working off the rust. The interceptions are tough. You know, that goes along with rust and goes along with just making mistakes. Um, You know, I think being able to bounce back from that is something, you know, credit to, you know, our offensive line, our wide receivers, our tight ends, you know, our coaches calling, putting me in good spots, you know. It really comes down to every single person on the staff, um, from the head coach all the way down to the managers. Um, You know, they're so supportive. They help me in every single facet of life. And, you know, it showed in today's game. Um, You know, every single person on the sideline um, supporting me, there for me. Um, You know, and that kind of support goes a long way. Um, You know, in a 20-year-old's head, like, you know, throwing three picks to uh, for a touchdown, you know, isn't that fun? But you know, when you have such a great group of guys around you, such a great support staff around you, it makes things a lot easier. Yeah, you better be thinking. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's easy to mess up when you got your big brothers behind you. You know, you got. Oh, that's to- when you talk. That's when you talk the most trash, though. <laughs> Are you kidding me? So my, my, my baby brother talked so much trash back in the day. Are you kidding me? Seriously. Seriously. And so when that's the case, yeah, you go up there, I'll, you know, I'll just shake off a couple mistakes. I know I'm good because I got the best O-line in the country. I got a receiver room that's hungry. I got running backs that's willing to, to run through walls for me. So this adjustment in Russ is easy. It's easy. Now, if I was at Duke, Probably a different story. Probably up there saying, "I gotta do better. I gotta trust my teammates. I gotta, yeah. I gotta get, I gotta work on technique. I gotta really get my guys involved." At Notre Dame, this is why we make guys better. Because when you come to us, we give you the whole, we lay out the whole thing for you. Hey man, go ahead and take that Lamborghini. Do whatever you want. 
Yeah. Just, just bring it back. Yeah. So he over here hitting hitting curves and and hitting all type of stuff, driving, hitting squirrels and stuff in the road. It's like it's okay because I can just go take it to the shop and get a different one. That's the luxury you have at Notre Dame where you can make mistakes. It's okay because you got somebody that's gonna back you up. Mm -hmm. That's gonna hold you down. So shaking off the rust, you can have three picks and two pick sixes. Because you know why? We got an old line that's going to keep you in the game. You got receivers and running backs that's going to run tough and, and catch the ball for you and make plays for you. You got a defense that's going to hold the other team three times in a row, three and outs. So those three picks is like, oh, okay, well, you know, it happens. Like that's why he's so calm now. He's like, oh, you know, I got my brother. I mean, I'm straight. <laughs> that's not going to be good in the in the bigger games. You know what I mean? So he, he, it's like he, it's like damning with faint praise. He's like, yeah, I threw a couple picks and everything, but I'm on Notre Dame. I'm good. I just got to keep doing my job, keep making a couple plays here and there, and it'll all work out. And it's partially true, but I would like them to be a little more on it and be like, look, that's not good enough, and I got to raise the level of the team. Because that's the position of the quarterback at Notre Dame. You got to raise all ships. Even though we high up, you got to take us up a little bit more. Because if we're depending on you and you're not depending on us, that's how we get better. Tulane, Tulane put together a great game plan <laughs> along with the fact that everybody was playing at a high level. Not just the offensive line, or Lawrence Keys in the receive. Everybody play at a high level. And for us, if everybody plays at a high level, we win a championship. And we're closer than what people would think. So I do think that, you know, Tyler's just a, a cool cucumber. He's not going to say anything that's too damning, only because he knows what he has. And he's a confident kid himself. So I think we'll see more turnovers in the future. But I don't think he's going to be stressing it either. Yeah, I'm going to play this right here. You just tapped into something, talking about his confidence. Check out what Logan Diggs had to say uh, about Tyler Buckner when he tried to walk up to him during one of those tough times during the game. I was really positive today. I was really confident. So I, I went to Tyler after, after both picks, and he looked at me like, like, don't talk to me. Like, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> and, I mean, I love Tyler, and, you know, I feel like he went out there today and, and showed that he is TB12. Yo, like man, don't I don't need that. I don't need that encouragement. We straight. Said, Did you see that O line I got? I got a chance anyway. I don't need you in my ear. Okay, I got you. He doesn't seem the he doesn't seem the clips from Drew and Tommy calling down on that phone having something to say. So he like no, no, no. He was next to Tommy when he called down to Drew. He heard every word. You have to remember that he was sitting right there, like damn. Yeah, so he like. <laughs> If that's what I'm getting on the phone for messing up. I don't need you talking to me and making it worse. I'm like, all right, I got you, bro. I got you. Right, Fact. Fact. So I do think that's just his makeup, though. He, he He's not the one to be like, don't give me the extra boost. I got it because I believe in myself. You know, I may throw 50 picks, but I got it. And you kind of want that in a quarterback to kind of shake it off and be able to bounce back well, especially after turnovers or mistakes. But <laughs> – 
we'll see how long that lasts. You know, you can't be throwing too many <laughs> picks and turnovers. No, you can't. And I don't think that's something that um, that we're going to see moving forward. I think he's going to get better. My question to you. No, let's say this. After we, let's listen to something else he had to say. Then I'll ask that towards the end. This is Tyler Buckner talking about the confidence he has because of what you just mentioned, Left, that O-line and that running game. We're rolling today. Um, made an unbelievable day. The backs had an unbelievable day. Tight ends, you know, the wideouts had a huge, huge role in the run game today. Um, I don't think people realize that, but, you know, Matt Salerno, Dion, JT, so I mean, those guys blocked their tail off all day long. Um, it's the things that go unnoticed. So, um, and, you know, like the big guys played their tails off and, you know, it's great, like, staying there in the huddle. You know, Logan talked about it. They're strapping their gloves. Um, they're ready to go. So having that look in their eyes gives you just more confidence as a quarterback that we're going to be able to run this ball. Yep. Got the big nasties in front of me. I think I feel good. I will say this, Left. Um, I guess I can throw it in right here. Is Tyler Buckner a national championship piece at quarterback? And with everyone that might be coming in, will the Notre Dame quarterback room with the transfer and Kenny Minchie coming in, will the quarterback room be a championship piece at Notre Dame? Yeah, I think Tyler Buckner definitely proved he's a, a, a valuable piece quarterback room because I think he gives enough uh, athletic ability, uh, enough of a, a great attitude in terms of uh, mental fortitude to be able to survive in a room like that where it's high competition and high prestige and high stakes. I think he has the mentality and the physical traits to be in that room. Tyler's biggest question is, can he stay healthy? Do I think he's, uh, do I think he's the piece to get us over the championship club? No because he hasn't proved he can stay healthy. But also, because I think that he needs some polish and it takes time. I think he can work it out through a, through two seasons, but I think it would be a great addition to have him in the room when you're bringing in guys like Sam Hartman and maybe another guy uh, coming up with Kenny Minchie to, to stimulate the competition in the room that Tyler is not a guy that's going to take a day off and and just let you beat him up. You know, he's got a quiet confidence about himself where he probably feels like he's the best in any room. And I think that's where it starts from a mentality standpoint that, yeah, I know I'm bringing in Sam Hartman, but Sam Hartman better know I'm in the room too. I think that has to be Tyler's mentality going into the spring if we do get Sam, because I think it's interesting that we're taking a long time getting that process started to where we can just be like, yeah, he's coming. It's just been a bunch of, he's expected, he's expected, he's expected. I mean, the season over, damn. I'm like, <laughs> you ain't going to be the first pick in the draft over C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, so, you know, you coming back or not. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I think he's a, Tyler Buckner is a vital piece. I just don't think he is the piece to get us over the hump. I think it takes a couple more things to add on top of that. Lucky Lefty Podcast. So, and talking about that, he talked about being resilient and what it took on that last touchdown drive, the game winning drive left, which you know you you gotta have some, you know, we saw it from Stetson Bennett 
Bennett. Like, you can play bad, but when it came to crunch time, can you step up and make some plays? And I'm sorry. Let me throw Steve Angeli in there in the quarterback room so people won't feel like we are omitting him purposely. But he talked about that. I think what it was like. Shame. Go ahead. Yeah, I think it'd be a shame if they all stayed. Though I think for the best thing for Angeli, you know, I don't think it's something he can do to play next year. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be he could be valuable. You know, it's just still it's still early for Angeli because he hasn't had enough time to really know. But the way things are going in that quarterback room, I don't think you'll have the opportunity either. <laughs> With TB being in and out of the lineup so much, he's only saving years in time to play. So um, it'll be an interesting transition to see how it all shakes out. But that King yeah. Mitchell and being good as we expected, it's going to put a lot of pressure on Angeli to decide what he wants to do. Absolutely. Tyler Buckner on the game winning drive. Because of the games, you know, it's only so fun uh, working out, doing all this stuff, getting hurt. It's not very fun. So, you know, just having this opportunity to go out there for one last time this season uh, with people that I love, you know, the end of this world and my teammates. And, you know, it's just an unbelievable opportunity. Um, and I'm happy we came out with a win. Can you describe the emotions of leading a game when you drive? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say there's a ton of emotion. It was just like, you know, we have this play, let's run this play. We have the next play, let's run this play. And then it sort of encapsulates all when you score a touchdown. And then you sort of feel it. Um, yeah. I tell you what, man. That's a well – look, man. That's a, I, I, you don't mind having that quarterback talking to the media, bro. Yeah, you don't mind that. Yeah, he know he answers questions very thorough, very well. Yo, you can add that to the list of Braden Lindsey. He's the best running quarterback ever played with. He's the best media trained quarterback ever played with. Look, absolutely. Like, if we can get rid of the pick sixes, we might have something on our hands. You go there, yeah, we just run a play, run a play, run a play, and you look up and you score. Shit, I don't (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if that's the attitude you carry with it, good. That means you stay in focus at least. That cat, he's dude. He is a machine. Like this dude ain't out there having no fun. He's like, like man, what's the next play? Run it, yeah, run it. And that, and that's what's gonna help. You know, that's what's gonna help. Not throw him off when he's doing and having these turnovers. That it's like he don't even care. It's like, man, it's just a part of the game. You know. But if we get more plays and we get the chance to run them, see what happens, man. We go out there execute. And I think that attitude is is good and bad because I think it's hard to read. If you're a teammate, like, you know, if you tell me not to talk to you and you just saying we just running plays, but it's a big moment in the game. You just acting like, oh, just, we just go out there and call it a haul it. <laughs> and it looked like, you know, some of them plays where you just throwing a pick six all willy-nilly. And it's like, bro, you don't have to you don't have to throw it just because it's called. You don't have to throw it. We're winning. And you out here putting the ball in harm's way because that's what the read said. Come on, man. Use some situational awareness. It's, it's three minutes left. If you don't feel like you got it, just fall down. Kick a field goal. Dude, you, look here, man. Because he's like, hey, the play said, the play said, throw it here, throw it here, and see what like, happens. Oh. Like Marcus Freeman said, we shouldn't have thrown it. We shouldn't have called it. 
<laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, dude, I, you got people putting up videos on social media. This is what Tommy was trying to do. Fam, run the ball. I don't care what he's trying to do. What are you talking about? You're trying to make it seem like, oh, he's so smart. I see what he's trying to do. Yeah. I see what you were trying to do. You were trying to make it about you yeah. instead of it being about the players on the field. Because if it was about the players on the field, you would have lined up and ran yeah, seven man, one more time right into the end zone. He was like, we could, we could get some more stats. We up right. we, could, we, could, we could squeeze a touchdown in there to our tight end. At yeah. that point, Tyler was going to be the MVP anyway. You felt like this was a Russell Wilson, uh, uh, what's up, boy? Name Beast Mode. He said, "He said, let me let me cross that. Let me let me get a let me get some more points before we get out of here. Let me just be a little more greedy." It's like oh, we know you're smart. Four forty-five, Tommy. We get it. You schemed them up. You got them. And you out here one extra. See, because that extra gonna get you the game loss. Man, that was a huge momentum play. Let's say. Boom, they run it back. It's tie game. Now momentum's changed, and somehow we lose the game. Guess whose fault that is? It's you, Tommy. <laughs> so don't get cute. Yo. Think about the players first and coming out with a win. You done got you done got Tyler through the game. He's been playing pretty well. Don't put him in no position where he got to – because you know he's going to want to shine. If you give him a chance to shine, he's going to try to shine. Until he's polished and understands, okay, I'm you good. want a rusty, a rusty quarterback to make a double read <laughs> with with the backside safety having nothing to hold him because you motioned this wide receiver across into a trip, and then you want him to make a rusty quarterback. That's what you want to ask of him in the most important moment of the game when they're gassed. Come on, man. That's that's that Russell Wilson in the Super Bowl against the Patriots all over again. Too smart, you're dumb. You know, you, you just Dude, too this smart. This cat mode. Beast mode just got tripped up at the two one and a half yard line. And here we gonna throw a quick slant. <laughs> For what? I wonder what Marcus Freeman was thinking with that pace exam. He was like, why are we not running the damn ball? He he definitely called him to the box and be like, Tommy, stop playing with me. <laughs> hey, and what they do the next drive? Even on passing opportunities, they was handing that thing off the next drive. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, you know what, you know. <laughs> right. We we nah, we ain't taking no more chances, bro. And the and the call, the touchdown pass worked because South Carolina figured there's no way they're passing the ball. You know there's nowhere to pass the ball down here after that. And low and That's ball. How we That's how we got them. From the, from the fact that they was like, there's no way after that pick six they're going to throw. There's no way. Because they, they start lining up with no safeties. <laughs> okay, I was like, okay, I see what y'all doing. Y'all trying to make up for throwing that stupid-ass pick. So we're just going to play straight run defense. And we it, it didn't matter for us. We was running with 12 in the box, the coach in the box, too. No safety, we could run that thing. And that's how you set them up. Because we convinced Man. everybody on TV, in the stadium, and in the coaches uh, staff that we wasn't passing. <laughs> that's how we won the game. 
Can I tell you who Tommy is, man? You know, com comedy is about timing, bro. Like, you, you're out there in L.A., so I'm sure you go to the comedy clubs a lot, right? Yeah. Every now and then in Chicago, you know, because they're popping in the shy as well, I get out to, uh, to a couple every now and then. It's all about timing. You can write out the best joke in the world on paper, bro. But when you get on that stage, it's totally different. You can script out the best plays in the world leading up to a game. But once you get in the game, you have to have the ability to perfectly time and set up when those plays are going to be called. It doesn't matter how great they are on paper. If you got bad timing, and what we saw is that every now and then, Tommy Reese's timing of calling things at certain times is just a little bit off. And we've seen just it. Just a little bit off. Just a little bit off, and it makes you but say. It's those little bit off jokes that ruin the whole set. Thank you. It's the, it's the one-off one joke that'll make the whole thing not funny. And did that call not almost ruin the entire set in the Gator Bowl? When we would have had nothing good to say about you if we lost, even though we did a lot of great things, it would have failed in comparison to that crazy play call. Because it wasn't needed. It wasn't needed. <laughs> so, man. Dude. It's crazy, man. By the way, Colin Cowherd just said the Broncos are going to offer Jim Harbaugh $20 million a year. Jim Harbaugh, let me tell you something. I don't care how much you love Michigan. If the Denver Broncos offer you $20 million, Man, look, I would come pick you up, dude. I would drive you to Mile High Stadium myself or whatever they call it, Invesco, whatever they call it. I would be your personal assistant <laughs> chauffeur, bro. $20 million to coach football? Man, that's absolutely insane, dude. <laughs> what are we doing right now, man? What are we doing, Left? Left, you are in the right business. Keep going, my brother. Keep going, my brother. Keep going. The salaries are going to be right. $20 million a year. You got to be kidding me, man. $20 million a year is crazy. <laughs> that's crazy, Lev. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. 20, 20 mil, bro? Some stuff you can't say no to. Bro. I don't care man, how hard Michigan, you know, playoff bound. Look, nothing at Michigan is better than that $20 million Look, a year. <laughs> Michigan players would be like, Coach, you don't even have to meet with us. You ain't got to meet with us before you leave. Like, we understand. We you ain't got to tell us how much you love us. right? We see that ticker and how much it said on per year. You don't even – look, I understand, Coach. I wouldn't be here either. I wouldn't be here either. I wouldn't be here either. Man. <laughs> man does that check was open? 20 million so, <laughs> so yo talk about the quarterback how do you feel about this offensive line it's one thing I want to see from Blake Fish and Joe Alt I need them to get stronger at the point of attack right I need them to get stronger because they, uh, they're big naturally but I think they can get stronger be more impactful uh they're pretty good in pass pro, but going up top, yeah. top defensive linemen, they need that extra strength. 
that sometimes you can see. Like Joe Alt, I saw him get pushed on his butt against South Carolina, and I'm like, okay, Joe, you yeah. need to get in the weight room, fix the legs a little bit. Maulers, mm -hmm. like a Chris Watt, you know, a mauler, just, just uh, stonewalling people. We mm -hmm. got more of like a athletic finesse, good technique type of guys. Like Blake Fisher yeah. comes off as a mauler, but he's really a finesse. I get up the pads, I'm quick, I'm, I'm fast on my feet type of thing. But I agree, we definitely, just like on the D-line, need some some size maulers you mm -hmm. know like guys you like man i don't know if i just want to line up against him just because he just looked big he looked the part i think if we add a couple more pieces like that maybe like you know michigan looked like they had some maulers even though they were softer than cotton tissue they had like a six six three hundred pound tackle with the tattoos and the arm sleeve. I'm like, oh, you look, look pretty good. We got the in shape. They can play multiple sport type of lineman. <laughs> they all our linemen would be on Men's Health magazine because they just <laughs> they just in shape, healthy dudes. You know, it ain't yeah. they ain't got extra side handles or nothing. They just in shape, figure of health athletes. You know. So I think having some less uh, <laughs> magazine quality type alignment, throw in, you know, a big ugly from Mississippi or something, you know. <laughs> it's just something they are. Look, I think I think um, Brian Driscoll put it up on the message board yesterday, that which kind of shocked me because of the things I heard about the young guys on the interior, that, you know, they're looking for an NFL-type interior alignment in the portal. If he becomes available, yeah. like we don't need, we don't need you. We don't need him. But, but if an NFL type, the Side. absolute opposite, the absolute, the absolute opposite of Kane Madden, <laughs> if that type of guy enters the portal, <laughs> we want to sit down and talk to you. Yeah, so we'll talk to you. Yeah. So look. It's like it's like we going to the store. We we shopping for cereal, but we shopping mm -hmm. for the, the special cereal. You know what I'm saying? We ain't just getting the the great value big bags for like two bucks. We want. Like, are you a are you a cereal contrarian like me? <laughs> I'll tell you what I what I mean by that, bro. I will go get like some checks, something healthy, but then I'll get the crunch berries, bro. Like, I, I'll go get a, a big box of <laughs> crunch berries and get the small box of the rice checks. That's healthy. The crunch, like, berries, are in, the crunch berries are in the basket first. <laughs> <laughs> you notice all the cereal companies make all the healthy stuff only in small boxes, bro. They never give you the jumbo box of the healthy stuff. Small boxes. Fruit Loops, Captain Crunch, all of that stuff, jumbo. They give you double packages. It's crazy. Yeah, you need one box for your favorite cereal because it's usually giant. Right. All the, all like, the healthy stuff you gotta like stack like fifteen little little packages and boxes. You like, oh my goodness, man! I don't even want to eat healthy. Give me a, give me a big box of cereal. But the packs is what I put in the basket first, 
And then you balance your diet around that. You know, okay, I need a couple of nutrient bars, you know, because I got the big box of cereal and get a couple of fruit, you know. But the, the big box of cereal is the first thing. It's like the, the centerpiece of my, yeah. of my grocery cart. And then you build off of that. Yeah, our girl DBZ, what's up? Hey, you already know. That's my father's cereal right there. The strawberry special K. Oh, Ooh. dude, he loves that. With the almond milk. Yeah. Do you put the, yogurt, the one with the yogurt bites? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm sure, dude. Look, That's all cool. I know, that dude lives by special K, bro. <laughs> with the strawberries. Lives by it. Absolutely lives by it. Logan Diggs. He was talking about that old line, bro. And we're going to get to whether or not the offensive line is championship quality, a championship piece, right after Logan Diggs tells us about the old line giving confidence. When we're in that huddle and you see the old line and, and they, they fixing their gloves and, you know, tightening their hands and, and they, they fierce. And, I mean, you just know. So, like, I have the utmost trust in them and Coach Harry and their preparation. So, and all I do is trust my trust my reads and trust my coaches, and I go out there and I execute, and they put us in a great position to continue to run the ball. Seven dudes be in the huddle like, what's the play? I bet you, I bet you, the offensive line to get mad every time they hear a pass play call, oh, bro. <laughs> I can see Quentin Nelson back in the day when a pass play was called like, come on, man. What are we doing? Malik, what are we doing? What you, you doing, man? I remember <laughs> a couple of times. I remember a couple of times I was in there and I'm I'm making checks. You know, I'm liking what I'm seeing. I'm like, oh, let me get a little pass off. And I just see the lineman turn around and be like, come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, play off. We're just going to run the original. We're going to run the original. <laughs> Yeah, I've definitely had that. So you just listen to your lineman, man. If they, if they say run it, just run the ball, man. He they like, man, ball. look, you back here getting real cute, Malik. You're getting real cute. You're trying <laughs> to prove you can check. And, they, and they're not going like to openly like, you know. Right. <laughs> and so. Man, lucky lefty podcast. But so you got, you got that are calling the runs to their side, like running over here, running over here. If you are Logan Diggs, that's the best thing you see when you got line. For sure. Yeah, you breaking up a little bit now. I don't know what happened with your Wi-Fi. Uh oh, they're talking about bad. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're getting on you, love. They're getting on you. Let's speed through this, man. So, championship piece, offensive line. Is that a championship piece? Offensive line, definitely champion. Definitely. Without it, we wouldn't even be talking about championships. So, I think it starts there. And we got the pieces. It would be nice to add that extra piece, like you said, just to just a just a uh, interior guard or something nasty mm -hmm. with some accolades. 
you know, first team something. Just to just to just to decorate it. You know, when you got the nice turkey and the stuffing, you just put the stuffing on top. Put the, put the make the dish look complete, you know. It's good, the food good, but add that stuffing on there, man. You know. Let's go to uh championship wide receivers. Do we have championship wide receivers? Not until we get a guy that's that's like a Harrison Smith Jr. Where he's just a bona fide thug, like best in the country, <laughs> not just best in the room, best in the country. Undisputed. Because even yeah. Ohio State has a great receiving core, they still got a number one guy. Yeah. They still got a guy that's the best in the country. Even though they have a top receiver room, they still got a guy that stands alone. And I think we're about uh, one away from that, for sure. Running backs. Championship running backs. The pieces that left. is what I think he is. I think we're right there. If Jadarian is what I think he is, we're right there. We got the power. We got the, the in-between speed with Logan Diggs. Good outside, outside the tackle runner. But Jadarian Price got to be our home run hitter. And if he's our home run hitter, because Chris Tyree, I think, is just too small to be the home run hitter. But if Jadarian Price is the home run hitter, we got everything we need in the run game. We got everything we need. And don't forget Jeremiah Love. He'll be playing in the Under Armour game tonight. He's coming in as well. Oh, my God, Jeremiah Love, too. I'm just so hyped on Jadarian. <laughs> Every time I see him, he's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I'm Man, like, hulking up like, ah! Apple Podcast is the problem. Jadarian might be the problem. You know. Man, Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube. Follow us at Lucky Lucky Podcast. CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. All of our great content is over there. Leave us five stars. Leave your comments. We appreciate it. We cover football, college football, like unlike anybody else. We spend it different, plain and simple. Let's go to the other side of the ball. Defensive line. I can't. I know your critique right now. Yeah, we're not there yet. No, we we too light in the pants on that D line. Just for my liking. Yeah, we got some skillful guys. You know, guys that can, you know, make some plays. But I've seen what D lines look like, and we're yeah. not there yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's speed through this. We got pieces, though. We got some pieces. Oh, facts. 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 Um, I'll put it all together. And before I no no no, let me play this. Let's hear from let's hear from your boy Reek. Your boy Tariq Bracey. He was asked he was asked about he was talking about asked about playing without Morrison, our guy, once he got hurt. Before um, we have a lot of DBs in that room, you know, who's ready to step up and make plays and, you know, losing Ben is, it hurts, you know, it's part of our, our core group, but, you know, we have other guys that can step in and make plays, so we just make sure he is all right and just continue to do what he's doing. Yes, one of those guys is the much maligned Clarence Lewis, especially after last year's Fiesta Bowl, people on his head. He was part of the group that got three three and outs and four possessions for Notre Dame when South Carolina was trying to extend the lead and allow Notre Dame to get back in that game. He was also asked about the absence of Brandon Joseph. 
Ramon's a baller, so I mean, we gotta trust him. Ramon, he's gonna make plays, and in regards to Cam and beat um, Brandon Joseph, you know, it, like I said, it, it hurts. You know, it's part of our group, and the I don't know, it's just just make plays. We got other players that go out, step up. So Notre Dame also might be looking at a safety in the transfer portal, but right now it's gonna be Xavier Watts, Ramon Henderson. With plenty of experience coming back left, how do you feel about that safety position being a championship piece? Yeah, if Xavier Watts is back there, I think we definitely got a, a good shot of being explosive on the back end with a Ben Morrison, Jaden Mickey, and a Xavier Watts holding it down. Maybe even Ryan Phillips gets in there this next year. I think a lot of it, too, is for Ben Morrison to be in that core group at half the season, it shows you that it's, it's a lot of talent in the room but also, there's, there's, there's a lot of room for guys to step up and make plays like Tariq is saying. Tariq sounds so much like a coach. He's like, you know, we got guys in there that, you know, go in there and somebody go down. We got another guy to step up. <laughs> but it's really true. And I think that Clarence Lewis being motivated by seeing a Ben Morrison, I think it has inspired him to play better. Not just because of Ben Morrison, because I think he's taking a step up from last year's debacle. And he's being more uh, impactful in plays. He's not just around the ball. He's made a couple great pass breakups. People are still trying him, but it's less likely they're successful. I think he's played with a lot more intensity, which is a big reason why that three and out, those three three and outs happened, was because he was intense and physical in those in those opportunities. So the back end, I think more so now than ever before, we're more championship built, championship ready. I want to see how we bounce back in year two with Ben Morrison, year five with Cam Hart, get some of these guys in safety more reps. But I think that's the closest we've been in that secondary to a championship unit, and I think it's only getting better from here. What do you think about that linebacker crew? Man. They're young. They're young. I think in two years, I think in okay. two years we'll see it because I would love to see another year of uh, of size on those guys. Just just, just – it's, yeah, nothing to do with technique. They may be great. So you're, saying, you're not saying don't play them. You're just saying let them grow let one them more grow year. Up. Let them grow up on the field. And uh -huh. else then you're going to see, okay, okay. Yeah, because I really think that just a just a man Tyteo's size his last year, we all knew, okay, that's a Heisman guy right there. The play was there, but the, he looked the part. And I think – for our guys, our play is there. But but looking the part is, I think it's just a year away. Jalen Sneed with another year of a, of a weightlifting program from Bayless, that's a first-round guy, maybe. Like, because we can see it. Now, he's going to make plays like he did when he got in last last couple games. Great explosive tackles. Ooh, and ah, and all of that. But I'm telling you, another year of size on a Jalen Sneed, a Nolan Ziegler, a Tua Lamaka, you know, some of the guys that are young, Marcus Freeman's going to have a unit there that that rivals the Ohio State's unit when they had A.J. Hawk, James Lair, Niners, Vernon Golson, Marcus Freeman himself, you know. So I think that's what he's trying to build, and he's getting definitely close with that. Talk about Jay Nalsberry, who has been balling all week and under armor practices. He's coming in with Drake Bowen. You're right. The linebacker room is definitely ascending to get to a championship level and being a championship piece and a national title for the Notre Dame football program.
left. It's been fun, man. It's been fun. It's always a joy to talk Notre Dame football, college football, but even more, just talk about life and circumstances as well. We were able to do that today. And LL Nation, the chat was absolutely amazing. The way you guys discuss things from different perspectives and whether it was, you know, the DeMar Hamlin situation or whether it was Notre Dame football having championship pieces and hearing from the players, we greatly appreciate you. Let's get through this right here. It's a question for you, Lev. You're in charge of the quarterback room in Notre Dame. What's your move for next season? Hartman, a year rental, and after this season, ND would be in the same spot as the Cone situation. It's definitely an interesting situation. It's, I think seeing the audition tape of Todd Buckner and what he was able to show against South Carolina was a lot of promise there, a lot of talent that you can see developing and, and, and you can see the potential in that. Bringing a Sam Hartman in, especially for a one-year deal, you would have to bring him in to start and play most of the season, I would hope. But I don't know how much more Tyler can learn sitting another year, especially sitting another year healthy. And then how do you mix Sam Hartman and Tyler Buckner from not letting Tyler leave? Tyler can have every excuse in the world to want to leave after you know we bring in Sam Hartman potentially just because he knows that he's not going to be on the field as much as he even was in the South Carolina game. You know, uh, hopefully injury don't happen and all that. But I think it's a tough spot, a tougher spot for Tyler Buckner to be in now because he's got the taste of, I know I can play. Maybe with a couple more games, I smooth that thing out and we can still win a lot of games. I think the unfortunate part is both of these guys can get us 10 wins because we have a great team. So whether that be Sam Hartman coming in, starting fast and, and clicking with everybody and us winning 10 games that way, or Tyler Buckner working through his issues, but growing with those guys and winning 10 games the same way. I think the same challenges present both quarterbacks and is who is going to beat Ohio State and who is going to beat USC. Facts. Facts. That's a two game. It's a two game season, baby. Let's keep it. Let's keep it funky. Let's keep it funky. It's a two-game season. We should not so, even be talking about losses to the likes of Stanford and Marshall. We're, we're through that. That bumpy road, we learned that lesson. It's year two, Marcus Freeman. This is a two-game no, season. Yeah. We're, we're not two even and a half, two and a half game season. Yeah. We'll give yeah. half some half respect to Clemson. We'll give them yeah. half respect. Yeah, because yeah, but, we'll, you know, yeah, we'll we beat, half. but we beat them through. We beat them in the bumpy season. So easy, you know, beat them easy. So if I you do, don't get if you don't get Ohio State now, left, I don't know. We'll never get them. We'll never get them. We'll never get them. <laughs> if you don't get them next year, I'm talking about crush them. We need to crush them next year. Oh, we'll never get them. Bro. So the question comes down to who does Tommy want in those two games? Does he go with an experienced, uh, well decorated quarterback in Sam Hartman, which I do think he's better. That whoever Ohio State got in their room, and he, he's not better than Caleb. Or do you take a Tyler Buckner who you like from what we've been told you like him? He's got a good demeanor about him. He does some things pretty well. But can you withstand the turnovers in those big games against Ohio State or USC? I do think he's better. Uh, I think he – I would take him over Kyle McCord. I don't know which one is better because neither one has played long enough, right? 
but he's not better than Caleb Williams either. So I think that they're both in the same position, even though they're different quarterbacks that we like for different reasons. And I think it's going to be hard for Tommy. Once again, you're calling an offense for Jack Cohen and the offense for Tyler Buckner, two different offenses. Sam Hartman, yeah, he's more mobile, but he ain't Tyler. <laughs> so I'm sure that there's a lot more synergy that you probably like with yeah. Sam Hartman for whatever reason, you know, because no. he looks like you probably, you know, he's a but they they damn near the same height, so it's not like one is towering the other. I think Buckner probably has more of a a, a, a wild uh, athleticism about him, he's more unexpected from what he's able to do. I think we know what we're getting with Sam Hartman. So it's just a matter of what does Tommy want and and how can it best fit the offense and what we're trying to do. I think the receivers would. I think the receivers like Tyler, but I think they would like Sam a little bit more if he goes in there and it looks like the Sam from Wake Forest. Um, I I think it's a bigger adjustment for Sam to make initially, but if you're a fifth-year guy, man, go in there and do your thing for one year. I just think that just sends an interesting signal to Tyler Buckner that it's hard to explain if you Marcus Freeman. Yeah, you played great. We love you. We see a potential future, but we're bringing in the guy for another year, so you you know, just have to take a back seat. I think that's hard to have that conversation. And then what do you even talk to Angeli about? <laughs> it's like, Angeli better hope Minchie or CJ don't don't catch up. Right. <laughs> Adam Shipley, thanks for the super chat. You keep saying price is getting bigger. Do you think it will affect his speed? Man, it don't even matter. Jadarian Price is nice. <laughs> and... You know, he's only getting bigger because he can't run around too much because of his, his of his knees. So that's all he can do is lift. So <laughs> I walked seat. out, I walked out for a fall practice, bro. And I looked to the left as I walked on the field. This dude was in the corner, dude. Just <laughs> he's so big. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm like, fam, you're not doing nothing with your legs. Yeah, because yeah, he was in a walking boot. He just, bam, just. <laughs> and I was ready. like, okay. I'm I'll ready. see what he's on. Like, he finally, he finally got on the scooter and got on the field, like, towards the end of practice. I'm like, dude, were you lifting weights the whole time? <laughs> like, the, whole time the whole practice, just getting big. Yeah. You can tell he's been putting in work. You but that also tell. just shows a commitment. Yeah. A guy that, you know, is hurt, can't physically be out there, but he's involved. He's trying to do anything he can. And, he, and, yeah. and you look up, he done changed his whole body composition in one year. <laughs> yeah. the, the man looked prepared. So Thanks. you got to appreciate a kid that – because injuries for a lot of guys, it, it, it shapes guys differently. Yeah. And how they recover and how they're yeah. motivated. And you can yeah. see from a kid like Jerry Price, be motivated and physically be able to take it to a next level not being able to run. So – yeah. I'm all excited about Jadarian Price. Yeah, Wednesday, January the 4th, uh, tomorrow is when you'll start to see visits. You were wondering why things hadn't gotten rolling, hadn't started rolling with Sam Hartman. He couldn't visit. He hadn't been to the campus yet. He couldn't visit until the 4th. That was the deadline. He'll be able to well, come in. He actually in. got rules in the NCAA. Yeah, look at that. Some legislation, NCAA. Wow. But no, wow. I'm, I'm surprised he wasn't taking warm up throws with Tyler in the game. 
like I said, Notre Dame will also be looking to get some safeties, possibly a safety, veteran safety, and possibly a veteran NFL-level uh, prospect interior lineman, yeah. if available, to get them to visit. I will say look out for West Virginia defensive lineman Linnell Carr, who's just entered the transfer portal, and also Byron Bonds from Utah State. Notre Dame will be looking to get him on campus as well. Another great show left. We appreciate everybody that tuned in. And, um, man, you already know what time it is, left. There we go. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, pettiest story of the day, brought to you by Anora Whiskey, anorawhiskey.com. It is that premium American whiskey, anorawhiskey.com. I did not have anybody on the petty train, bro, you know, just sitting there watching everything unfold last night. And then I happened to just turn over to the fourth quarter, the last five minutes. The Chicago Bulls let Donovan Mitchell put up 71 points in 2023, <laughs> 2023 bro. They allowed a man to put up 70 points in 2023, bro. <laughs> put the entire team, coaches, 71 points, dude. And 71? He was, and he was cooking. He was, man, Zach Levine wanted no smoke. And, and DeMar DeRozan, no, no, no. 71, right? And then to go back yesterday, you know, they played Cleveland at home the other night and they lost by one point. DeMar DeRozan, you know, took a last second shot, got fouled, wasn't called. Monday, here comes the uh, NBA. Yeah, that should have been a call, you know, as we looked at it. <laughs> this is something, man. Like, dude, matter of fact, stop. Releasing that stuff does nothing but tick fans off even more. It don't do nothing but make everybody it mad. Yeah, nothing because honestly, you're stuff. not you're not holding the you're not holding the refs accountable in any way, form, or fashion. Because the refs can just run off the field if the game if they say the game over, they can just run off. Man, <laughs> bro, seventy one points, bro. Yeah, seven. Like and, Mike, and, when, and, when and, Mike Mike dropped sixty nine, you're like that's Mike, right? LeBron dropped sixty. You like that's that's Bron. Right, Kobe. Kobe drops eighty-one. You're like, okay, that's cold. This is Donovan not even Mitchell, a, though. This is not even a legacy franchise. This is the Cleveland Cavaliers, and y'all let a man score seventy-one, and y'all was double teaming. <laughs> y'all was trying to pick up ninety-four feet. He was giving y'all them buckets. So, going back to my question, is Zach Levine a super max player? No. <laughs> no. No. 
I, no. <laughs> oh, you knew the answer to that. You didn't even have to ask that question, dude. <laughs> you knew the answer to that. Man, stop. <laughs> Heck no, Zach Deline. No, Zach is not a Supermax player. Dude, honestly, there are only maybe 10 real Supermax players in the NBA. 10. Maybe. Uh, that, des- that deserves okay. Supermax. 10. Max I'll say 10. And on that note, we're going to get out of here because you're freezing up again, bro. Lucky Lucky Podcast, man. Yo. <laughs> Lucky Lucky Podcast. We hope everyone has a great Tuesday, man. We'll see you back. Don't forget, tomorrow, Virginia Tech, transfer, wide receiver, Caleb Smith, KK. I don't know which one he's going to be, KK1 or KK2, when the other Caleb Smith gets to town. Yeah. He joins us right here on the Lucky Lucky Podcast, man. So, from the original left, Malik Zaire, I'm Sean Davis. The Nora boys will be back. Have a great Tuesday. But most of all, you got to make sure that you spin it differently. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com